You're listening to Think 100%, the coolest show on climate change. Hosted by Rev Yearwood, Mustafa Santiago Ali, and me, Antonique Smith. Each week, we host important conversations with innovators, policymakers, cultural influencers, and movement leaders who are leading the way to a 100% clean energy and just world. Welcome to Think 100, the coolest show on climate change. I am one third of the dynamic duo of Reverend Yearwood, the incredible Antonique Smith, and of course I am Mustafa Santiago Ali with the Hip Hop Caucus. And yo, y'all, we are super blessed. We have this powerful sister who's here with us in the studio today, Nakisha Glover. I'm telling y'all, if y'all are not following this sister, if you are not engaging with her, you are missing the future of the environmental and climate movement. She really does an incredible job of bringing young people together, understanding public health, understanding how diversity plays such a critical role in us winning on these issues and so many other components uh, of this sort of solutions-based process that we've got to get to. So, Nikisha, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for that incredible welcome. I'm so glad to be here. Um, thank you so much. Oh, without a doubt. And everybody knows who listens to this show that we believe in real talk. So everything <laughs> that we are sort of sharing about you is grounded in fact. And we are just like with weighted breath watching as you continue to just do some incredible work. So I'm looking forward to our conversation today. <laughs> Me too. Well, let's break it down. Let's break it down. So, you know, for those hopefully four or five people across the country who do not yet know who you are, can you talk a little bit about your journey, how you got and began to get engaged in environmental and climate work? So for me, um, I sum up what I do as an organizer. I'm a community organizer, but I didn't start out that way. Nobody came to my schools when I was thinking what what career path I wanted to go down. Nobody was hosting job fairs that put us on a path of community organizing. It's something that over time um, I gravitated to, and I've found my way into this work, and I'm so passionate about it. Um, but I'd say for me it started really from college. Um, I majored in biology. I minored in African-American studies and chemistry. I did biology because I was good at it. Chemistry, I only need a couple more credits to get the minor in African-American studies because I absolutely fell in love with the African-American studies courses that I was taking. Um, however, I never thought about how I would use that or how it would manifest itself into the work that I would do. At the time, uh, CSI was pretty popular and the practice was pretty popular. So I was between being a forensic scientist and a lawyer. <laughs> and um, actually, things just didn't turn out the way that I expected them to, to get into the crime lab, which was my ultimate goal back then. And it led me on a journey. And where I am now has placed me into work that I never thought how I could use that background. But I'm using everything that I've ever done in the work that I'm doing and able to bring forth my gifts and my passions and skills and resources into this larger work. I spent some time in the insurance industry 
navigating. And as of last year, I'm navigating and seeing how insurance has really huge in the conversation around environmental justice and climate justice and the way that we look at things. So it's such a blessing to be working in a space that allows me to use all these talents and gifts. It wasn't intentional, my path, but I'm so happy that the way that God navigated my course, that I landed exactly where I am best able to use my gifts. Sister Glover is dropping some serious knowledge and some serious science on you. So you might want to pull your pens out and take some notes because some of the things that she's probably going to talk about may be happening in your communities as well, and also some of the solutions on how we make real change happen. So let's talk a little bit about some of the things that you've seen on the ground, you know, some of the places that you've been. I know you're engaging with all kinds of folks, you know, in North Carolina, South Carolina. What's some of the things that folks who are, um, you know, in other parts of the country may not know that are actually happening? Communities that are faced with halt farm waste, the spraying of this waste in their communities, and it's affecting their drinking water. It's affecting the air that they're breathing. These same communities are also being faced with pipelines that want to come through their communities. These same communities, you overlap it, and they're being impacted by wood pellet manufacturers that want to cut down the trees that are giving us life and giving us the quality air we breathe, only to turn it into biofuel, which we're not even utilizing in our communities. It's being shipped across And so it is the degradation of our communities. And I was listening to um, Antonique speaking on one of the recent podcasts, and she called it Sacrifice Zones. And that resonated with me a lot because that's what's exactly happening in these communities. They have become dumping grounds. They have become sacrifice zones. What I seek to do in the work that I'm doing is to empower those voices, to amplify those voices that are crying out for help we can't take anymore. I was sitting at a city council meeting and these things are happening like every day. These decisions that are impacting our communities are happening each and every day. I happen to be sitting at a city council meeting for rezoning. There was a trucking company that was seeking to change industrial standard for toxins in that community. It was at a level one and they were seeking a permit to change it to a level two. This community is already in a hot zone of industrial pollution that's already happening. They have truck noise pollution. They have noise pollution. They have industrial pollution. They're already in a hotbed zone. And then to add on at this rezoning, not only do we want to bring in our trucks to park in this community, which is going to increase the traffic, which is going to in turn lead to more air pollution in the area. It's going to lead to more noise pollution in the area. We only way we can do it is if we increase it to a level two. My concern in that is that what Pandora's box does that open? Because now that you've been deemed for a level two, all the other industries that have been existing in that community now have permission to pollute more. I think we have to understand what's happening, where these decisions are being made, but at the same time, layering in 
our community is not always able to make these meetings. So how do we strategically make sure that our voice is present? How do we know the avenues to say, no, enough is enough. We don't need any more pollution in our communities. There are better ways that we can get our resources. It does not have to be this way. So I know you do a lot of work on the local and the county and the state level. How important is it for folks to get engaged in the civic process? Oh, it's so important. It's so important. And it's so easy. That's the other part of it. Just being present. That example that I gave you of the city council meeting, the neighborhood stood up and they had blue shirts on. They came as a unified presence against another industry that wants to come and dump in their communities. Even if you don't have all the facts and figures, that's not what's needed. Your voice and your stories and the fact that you know people in your neighborhood who have died from cancer, and they're unrelated. It's not a a hereditary issue. It is an issue of what the air that you are breathing in your community is. It is an issue of the water that you are drinking in your community. And so it's important to know that you have a gift, you have a purpose, and your voice needs to be heard in these processes. So I've spent a significant amount of time helping get folks registered to vote, get excited about the voting process. And you do, on a daily basis, run into people who say, my vote don't matter. It doesn't matter. And so how do we change that? Because it does matter. And I think it starts with exactly where you hit on. It starts in your local government. Your vote can make the difference in a 13-vote difference in a race, which happened in Charlotte, where I'm from, this past year. A 13-vote difference determined who was going to be the city council person for a district in Charlotte. 13 votes. 13 votes. 13 people made a decision on who was going to be that city council representative. So what's important to know is that what happens when we're voting for just president or just for our congressional representatives, those things, we may not always feel the immediate impact. Those votes are important. Do not stop voting in those races. But you will feel the immediate impact of those people who are making the decisions in your local community. At the local level, those are the people who are empowered to make the decisions whether or not you get that additional toxic industry in your community versus a solution for real change that will bring income and real jobs, real well-paying jobs into your community. Your city council and your county commissioners are making those decisions. In Charlotte, and you'll have to look into the research for your community wherever you're from, but in Charlotte, all money comes through our county commission. They're handling millions, if not billions of dollars, and they're making these decisions every week at the county commission meetings, at the city council meetings. And these issues are not isolated. So, yes, we're talking about environmental justice. We're talking about climate justice today, but the same people are making the decision about where the education dollars get spent, where affordable housing dollars get spent, what jobs are coming into your community. And what I've noticed across this work is that it's impacting the same 
communities. So the same communities that are getting dumped on by toxic industries, they're getting dumped on or at the bottom of their educational needs or resources that they need in their community. They're getting dumped on because of access to health care in their communities. So these issues are not isolated. It continues to impact the same community. Everybody, you are listening to Think 100, the coolest show on climate change. Nikisha Glover is here with us. She is the president, the executive director of Soul Nation. So I want to talk about this incredible new organization that you created that is just making real change happen. So can you just drop some knowledge on folks who are listening about Soul Nation? So Soul, when you hear it, the first thing that you think of is your soul, your hearts and your minds. But when you see it, it's spelled S-O-L and it's the power of the sun. And so that's the background for the name Soul Nation. And we are as an organization, equipping and training and amplifying solutions for communities, real solutions for communities. We want to provide those direct pathways where communities can own their own solutions. And we're doing that through a couple of different avenues, one being soul stories. And soul stories are stories of strength, resiliency, and solutions. And we want to provide a platform, we want to amplify those stories. So if you have a soul story to tell, we want to hear from you, whether it's a story of what you're enduring in your community because you're being dumped on by these toxic industries that are directly causing and contributing to climate change. We want to hear those stories. We want to hear those stories about how you are enduring and overcoming and winning the battle in your communities. Maybe you were able to stop that toxic industry from coming into your community with your organizing on the ground, neighbor to neighbor work that you're doing in your community. We want to hear from you. We want to amplify. We want to work to build your capacity in the work that you're doing by amplifying through our organizing ability to get the word out about what you're doing. If you have stories of solutions, that's where we have the richest opportunity to make change. We have the opportunity to build what we are envisioning and people are doing it every day. How do we amplify those stories of solutions? So as we're marching out in the streets and we're getting people to rallies, we get them to the rallies, but let's let them leave with solutions of what they can take back and directly implement in their community that's going to be healthy for our land, our air, our water, and our people. Secondly, we are providing pathways to solutions. We've brought that out as its own anchor. And these are the solutions in which Soul Nation will organize around, will directly implement within our organization. And I'm happy to say that we're launching one of our first solutions this fall. And that solution, understanding that tech technology is a solution. And we're launching our first Girls Who Code Club, where we're going to empower girls with resources and training to learn how to code and to be in front of these girls and be able to educate them what they may not otherwise know or have access to, but they know that they got a friend that is suffering from asthma and can't go outside when it's a cold, red um, air quality day when they look at the news. We want to empower these young ladies 
with the resources where they can come up with the solutions that we haven't even been able to tap into yet. Maybe maybe it's just sitting there waiting and folks just need the opportunity to have access. And I think that's the key, having access. And we're happy to say that the Girls Who Code were able to offer this club opportunity to girls for free in our local community. This would not be the coolest show on climate change if I did not ask you this question. Um, can you share with our listeners um, in those times of trouble or in those happy times, who are those artists that you listen to and why do they inspire you? Because you inspire so many folks. Oh, man, I have a couple that I'll play, especially when I'm going through my work day and we've all been there. There is a song right now that like when it really gets tough, I'm listening to her, um, Kiki uh, Shepard. The song is Hang On, Goodness, We Gotta Hang On for for what's going on here. And there is um, an at the very beginning of that song where um, I believe it's her father says that, and and this really resonated with me because I was on a flight back on Sunday and we had a lot of turbulence on the plane and the intro goes, uh, turbulence is the price that you pay for flying high. Turbulence is the price that you pay for flying high. So we all have the potential to soar, but you got to hang on. And it's going to be turbulent. It's going to be some rough waters and rough winds out there. But if you can just hang on a little bit longer, your help is coming. Your help is coming. It's there. One, if I can indulge a little bit and just say like a couple of other artists that I'd love to uplift would be uh, Tank and the Bangas for their energy and their positivity and their storytelling. I think it's incredible. I think about Alicia Keys with her most recent album and addressing directly environmental issues that are affecting us. Our movement needs music. So I'm calling out to the creatives and saying that we need you. We need you to expand your content beyond what you've been boxed into. There is so much that is affecting the same communities that you're singing to day in and day out. Same goes for the preachers, same goes for the artists. We need you to come with your gifts and your talents so that you can be translators of what's going on. Akisha, can you share with our listeners um, how they can stay in touch with you and the Soul Nation? Absolutely. Go get your phones. Go get your laptop. Go get your pen and paper. I'm old school. I get pen and paper. (laughs) You can find Soul Nation online at www.soulnation.org. Again, that's soulnation.org and soul is spelled S-O-L. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram as Soul Nation Inc. That's Soul Nation I-N-C. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram there. And then you can follow me on Twitter under Nikisha Glover. And I am also on Facebook as Nikisha Sister Soul Glover. Thanks for joining us this week on Think 100%, the coolest show on climate change, a hip-hop caucus platform. Let's keep this important dialogue going. Be a part of the conversation by following us on social media at Think 100 Show and at Hip Hop Caucus. Visit our website at think100.info for blog content, information on upcoming events, or to connect with us. If you enjoyed the show, 
please subscribe wherever podcasts are available so you'll never miss an episode. Rate and review us or simply tell a friend. Climate change impacts all of us. And if we think 100%, we can achieve a 100% sustainable and just world together. Think 100, think 100, think 100.